You are very welcome back to the Sports Show, CRC FM 102.9. I am Shane O'Donoghue and I am joined by a very special guest today, Roisin Hannon, today to talk about a sport gaining huge momentum in Ireland over the last five years. Now I'm going to try the name, Canoe Slalom. I'm not too sure on that. <laughs> I'm going to get straight into the questions. So can you just give like the audience out there, I guess, a brief outline of what the sport entails and I guess you in the sport? So yeah, basically the sport is, I think everyone, most people have heard of a kayak. It's kind of like, it's that, like a sit on top, but it's closed and you go down like rapids and there's two gates, there's green gates and there's red gates and the green, green gates you go straight through and the red gates you go through in an upstream direction and the aim is to do it as fast as possible. So it's, it's fairly technical and the fastest time wins. So I guess uh, it's a lot of skill involved, as you're saying. So I guess um, the canoe slalom seems to be, I guess, one of the more niche sports in Ireland. Obviously, probably dominated by <laughs> GAA and the soccer in Ireland. So how did you first come across it and uh, get involved in the sport? Uh, so my dad, my dad did a lot of kayaking when he was younger. He was in the Sea Scouts and then... Yeah, so basically it was always kind of in my life. It was like through my family and then my brother took it up and then I watched my brother do it as I grew up and I decided that I wanted to do it as well. So it was kind of just I naturally ended up into it because it was through the family. So would your brother have competed, I guess, in like competitions abroad and thing? Was that how you kind of got involved? Yeah, yeah. So my brother at 15, yeah, I think he went to Europe and did the ECA Junior Salem Cup. And then, yeah, since since then, he's been going abroad and racing as well. And I saw that and I thought, yeah, I'd like to do that as well. It looks quite good. Then I ended up going down the same road. So does it take anything to get into these competitions? Is it like you just enter or is it, I guess, um, qualifications involved? You have to get a certain amount of points like you'd see in the Premier League or other sports? Yeah, well, I guess, yeah, it depends on the competition. The thing I was talking about just there, the ECA Junior Salem Cup, anyone can do that. Like, it doesn't matter what level you are, where you're from. So generally, you'd get younger people doing that, like just beginning in the sport. It would usually be your first race before you go racing abroad. But then the Europeans and the Worlds, you have to make the Irish team to get to the Europeans and the Worlds. So obviously, yeah, not everyone gets to go there. And then the Olympics, you have to be selected, of course. <laughs> yeah. So when, like, obviously this sounds like a fairly big deal. Once you get into it, you seem to be, I guess, fairly immersed in the world. It seems like you have to gain your points. Yeah. You have to get to the, get, build up your teams and get to where you need to be. So, like, how would you find, I guess, balancing that with, like, school and other commitments outside of it? Is it uh, fairly time consuming? Yeah, that's, that's always been a bit of a struggle, especially recently going into fifth year. It's getting pretty hectic. This year I was away in France for two months and I actually had ended up having to come back because I had missed a month of school and it wasn't going too well. <laughs> and then, so yeah, the, the Europeans this year were in Poland and they were two weeks. So I was begging my parents to stay for an extra few days so I could go, but it didn't work out because school. So I guess... Um... Like this sport, I guess, um, the canoe slalom for the videos like I've seen online, it seems like, I guess, fairly, fairly extreme. One of the more extreme sports I've seen and like obviously very draining on the upper body. So training wise, how would you go about it? Is it more gym intense or is it, I guess, 
all out on the water like you'd see like you'd see the very old men in the GA pitches get out in the <laughs> gym <laughs> yeah well it depends on the person but yeah I guess yeah from the outside it looks like it's a lot of upper body strength but really if you've got good technique it should be mostly coming from your core you don't really need to be busting your arms too much so yeah you do a bit of strength not too much I'd usually do two sessions of strength a week and then something aerobic three times a week and then the other uh, so I do two sessions a day and the other five sessions will be on the water. Like depends on the time of year as well, because obviously there isn't that many raging whitewater courses in Ireland because there's about five people who do the sport. Well, no, there's more than five people, but it's not a big sport in Ireland. So you kind of have to go abroad to do like good training. So you go on training camps then abroad, you get to race big courses in Europe. And that's really, that's the highlight of the sport. So you, you mentioned that obviously your brother went abroad when he was younger and you following in his footsteps to go abroad and compete. Yeah. Would that be, I guess, you kind of mentioned it there from, I guess, a lack of trainers in Ireland and a lack of maybe courses to race and just a lack of, I guess, facilities for the sport. Is that, would that be because you go abroad? I guess so, yeah. Well, there's a lot of, well, my coach yeah, is from Ireland, but at the start, there canoeing Ireland there wasn't a lot of structure and stuff but then recently they've gotten they've, they have a new CEO Moira Aston who's brought a lot of great things to the sport and things are getting better again and this year I got a coach Hannah Craig and so that's been great like for a long time I didn't actually have a coach and then well, I suppose yeah you have to go abroad anyway regardless of where you live but obviously Ireland is quite badly facilitated for canoe slalom because there's not much but hopefully actually there's plans to build a whitewater stadium in Dublin in George's dock so yeah hopefully that will go ahead that would be really cool so the, there's plans to build a stadium is it um is would it be too far away or is it in the future when would we be I guess seeing this sport I guess you know hugely enter into the I guess the Irish society well, I'm not sure there were plans on doing it, I think, within the next five years, possibly. But I don't know how COVID and everything has affected that. So, yeah, I think, yeah, once that's there, it'll definitely integrate into Irish society and people will see it and be like, yeah, that looks cool. I think we'll get a lot more people to the sport. You mentioned, yeah. obviously, the new CAO, Moira. I forget her last name, I'm sorry, but... Um... Right, so you mentioned that she brought in obviously a load of new stuff. Was was the last guy, I guess, or girl that was in there, was he maybe, what was he doing wrong that she's doing better now? Yeah, I actually don't know. <laughs> I don't even know who the last CEO was. But yeah, because I'd actually be new enough to the sport now, knowing all the, you know, I wouldn't generally keep up on all the politics side of it. Like only within the last two years or so, I've come big into the sport because before that I yeah I wasn't that invested in it so I wouldn't actually know it just wasn't a very prevalent canoeing island you wouldn't really know much about it but now it's on the up anyway that's for sure yeah so obviously you mentioned like your brother going abroad and you is there clubs that I guess you can like join like for the people listening is there clubs you can join that help people get involved or is there any way for like spectators to get involved in like any way shape or form with the sport 
Yeah, I think there's quite a lot of different clubs scattered around the country. It kind of, yeah, the clubs will kind of be more multidisciplinary. Like there'd be lots of different types of kayaking that you do within the clubs. Like, for instance, there's a club in Balna called Moy and they do a lot of canoe polo and they do some river running and stuff, which is cool. I think, yeah, anyone can join any of them. And then, yeah, of course, it depends on the club. Some of the clubs are more like, specify with like marathon kayaking which is like kind of sprint boats and that's yeah that's on flat water like lakes and stuff they're just going straight lines and then yeah every year there's an Irish Open for canoe slalom and that's at Sluice which is the one facility where you can train for canoe slalom really on moving water and yeah anyone's open to watch that there used to be a lot more people that came to watch it but now yeah the crowds are kind of going down a bit but the yeah, obviously COVID, the, the crowds will be I yeah. guess dying down and maybe even a bit before that with the worry of obviously contracting the virus but uh, yeah. you mentioned like all of these other forms of canoeing like obviously the canoe slalom being one of them and the racing and the polo is it is there a bit of versatility there would there be like you can probably compete in one and compete in the other or are they like you know one is very skill based one is very strength based one is a combination of the two can, are you able to move between, you know, between all of them? Yeah, yeah, you can. It's it's quite common for people to cross over between the different disciplines. So, yeah, mostly a lot of people who do canoe slalom actually end up doing downriver racing as well, which would like be on big moving rapids as well. But you're in a you're in a, like a pointy long boat and you just go straight down. And yeah, a lot of people in Europe, they start off like when they're younger, they do all the disciplines to get like a good idea of what they want to do and get good at different things and it's really good because like for example polo there's a ball involved and yeah it's basically basically it's like water polo but in a boat so you learn lots of different new skills from each different discipline so it's a good way to get into it and see which one you like most. In the sport, I guess, um, as we see huge divides in other sports across the world, especially in the NBA recently, with huge controversy being brought up about the pay divide, would there be, a, I guess, a divide between men and women in the sport? Yeah, well, I suppose it's kind of hard to tell from an Irish point of view, because obviously there's not that many people who do the sport in Ireland. But at the moment, there's a great organisation coming up in Ireland, and it's called Bridge the Gap, and they do loads of work promoting women in paddle sports and they have 35 ambassadors I think across the country and they're just yeah it's a very inspirational organization and they're funded by Sport Ireland and Canoeing Ireland and they do lots of great stuff for women in sport and women in paddling. So obviously like these women is there I guess a competitive scene where there could be a pay divide or is it all the goal is the Olympics? Yeah I wouldn't generally notice anything about a pay divide because I don't think many Irish people get funded much for the sport because it's such a small sport but yeah most people are kind of just in their own tunnel vision for the Olympics you wouldn't really think about the, the gender divide or anything. So how has Covid I guess affected like your training obviously hugely based abroad how would it have affected the like the training and obviously the competing part of it like you know it's not it's a very social you know distanceable sport you're in a kayak by yourself would it affect races have they been delayed is there cancellations around or what's happening with that so obviously the the worst thing about it is not knowing exactly what you're training for 
So that can be a bit hard to motivate yourself sometimes because you're like, what is even the point? Because like you don't know of any competitions that are coming up. And even if they are, you don't know if they're definitely going to go ahead because so many of them have been cancelled last minute. So, yeah, and even the team selections, they got cancelled. That was way back March last year. So the team was just selected by the coaches recommending the athletes. So it was a bit different, obviously. And then it ended up that most of the season didn't go ahead anyway. It's not been too bad for the sport because obviously it's not like a full contact sport. So you wouldn't have to worry too much about contracting anything. And it's quite easy to make it covid safe and covid friendly so it's not been too bad on that side of things obviously I got to go away this year for a while so I was really lucky in that way when it was kind of covid was at a very low and it was okay to travel it was safe to travel ended up living in France for two months so I was lucky there oh I can I can imagine yeah living in France isn't exactly there's no real downside to that I can imagine Something like just to just to finish it up and wrap up this interview with the sports wise, obviously, there's a lot of setup costs in a lot of sports, obviously, GAA and soccer, they're not as much, you know, they don't cost as much to set up in Ireland. But this sport, I guess there, there's a lot to get in the sport. You need your paddles, your kayaks. You probably have to wrench tracks out if you're going there. Coaches. It seems very expensive for anyone maybe in the audience or anyone who's listening. What kind of like cost setups would uh, would be involved in it? it can be quite pricey when you add it all together but I think the best thing to do is to go uh, second hand you can get a lot of good deals there's a lot of people selling stuff whether it's here or in Britain people sell stuff for a lot cheaper than what they're sold for from the big companies so it's easy to get around that one but then yeah obviously going abroad there's a lot of expenses attached to that and then once you go racing as well, there's like expenses for race fees and accreditation fees. But yeah, hopefully in time, the sport will get more funding and that won't be as big a problem. But obviously, if you're just beginning, it's fine. That's nothing to worry about really for the future. But yeah, it's, it, I wouldn't say it was too bad expenses wise. Okay, that's that's pretty good. So it wouldn't be too hard to get involved if you really wanted to, if you really found it interesting enough. So I guess for you yourself, what would you consider the ultimate goal? Is it that biting that gold medal on the podium in the Olympics or is it just something a bit more quaint? Well, yeah, personally, the Olympics has always been a dream. And yeah, that would be the end goal. This year, I got to race on the Paris 2024 Olympic course, the first race that was ever held on it so that was that put it in a bit of perspective I really stuck to it and said this is really what I want to do and that will be the course that the event will be on for Canoe Salem in 2024 and then in Las Vegas 2028 so either one of those that will be the goal hopefully. Well, that's pretty So I guess thanks for coming on, Roisin. I think we yeah. can all admit this was a, an eye-opener into the sport and the world of the canoe slalom. If I pronounce that right, <laughs> final time.